check. One, two, check. Is this thing even fucking on? Welcome to the Unfuck Your Mind podcast. I am your host, Amanda Steele, and I am going to be chatting with you about everything from infidelity and blending families, how I rediscovered my authentic self, being a mom and ditching all the security I had to create a life I never wanted to vacation from. I'm going to talk with some incredible women about their journeys through womanhood, and I'm going to be weaving in questions and tools that will help you begin to unfuck your own mind. I would love to help you rediscover your imagination and find joy again. I'm going to get vulnerable and share some personal stories of my past that have helped me come back to my rooted self. Also, this is your warning. This podcast is going to be spicy. I'm going to cuss and maybe even say things that trigger you. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. My mission for this podcast is to help women feel aligned with their desires connected with community and empowered to share their stories. Are you ready? Amazing. Let's fucking dive in. Hey, welcome to episode three of the Unfuck Your Mind podcast. My name is Amanda and I am so happy that you decided to tune into this episode. I want to thank you for all of you who have listened to the last couple of episodes and thank you for joining if this is the first episode that you have listened to as well. I am so fucking excited for this episode. I've named it Unfucking Becoming because that's literally what I had to do with myself is unbecome the woman that I was to start creating the woman that I am today. And that is just a fact. We have to change our personality if we want to change our reality. So let's dive into this episode. Before the end of my marriage, the extent of my awareness on topics like personal growth, beliefs, the subconscious and mindset were limited to what I watched on Oprah. The odd book she suggested that we read and watching the episodes that she would have with Deepak Chopra, Eckhart Tolle, Wayne Dyer, and Maya Angelou. The truth is though, that I read those books and I watched the episodes, but I never integrated the practices because A, I didn't think I needed to change. My ego was big and telling me I was perfect just the way I was. And B, I didn't understand why I would need to change or go on a transformational journey because I was pretty sure I was doing everything right. I had a husband, a house on a nice street, two boys, a good job, and supportive friends and family. I had more than many, so why would I want to change things? But now, here I was facing a huge, emotionally impactful event in my life, which I have come to learn is one of the main ways that you can successfully create a shift in your subconscious beliefs. Now, there are lots of ways to change your beliefs about yourself and the world. 
There is constant spaced repetition, emotional impact, NLP, hypnosis, many, many, many ways to evoke change in your beliefs. But emotional impact was my catalyst. I would like to share a little excerpt with you from my journal that I was writing at, writing in at this time in my life. The inner journey is no fucking joke. The more of this work I do, the more there is to do. And the more I see what is required. I also see why so many people don't want to fucking do it. Once you know something, you can't unknow it. And when it pertains to yourself, it can be daunting. It's so much easier to follow the lead of other people, follow the trends, the decisions, the directions, the rules. But, the cat, but that catches up with us. Eventually, especially when those directions are not fully aligned with the inside. The question I began, began asking myself was, what parts of me need to change? I believed I was a skeptical person about the world and my abilities. I believed that I was in this life because that's what had been dealt to me. At that point, I didn't believe that I had the ability to have control over my destiny. I believed I wasn't capable of sustaining any relationship, that I was safest when I was alone. I believed that men would always abandon me. I believed that I wasn't worthy of happiness, success, or joy. The list of things that I believed about myself and the world, looking back on them, are absolutely heartbreaking. The next question I asked myself was, do these beliefs actually serve me? Then there was this string of questions. Can I change my beliefs? What is a mindset? What kind of mindset do I need to have? Will I ever be able to find love again? I had a huge desire to not want to repeat what I just went through again. And I knew I definitely wanted to do this next chapter of my life very differently. As I had learned from Maya Angelou on an open show many years before this, when you know better, you do better. So I began my journey to start knowing and believing better about myself and the world because as Courtney C. Stevens says, if nothing changes, nothing changes. If you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. You want to change? make some. So what is a mindset? Your mindset is your beliefs and opinions about yourself and the world. Did you know that the University of Toronto did a study on rose-colored glasses? You know the phrase about how life looks better with rose-colored glasses? Well, they did a study, and when you actually wear rose-colored glasses, your attitude about yourself and the world is better. Listen, I know I'm simplifying this, but your beliefs about yourself can be changed just by looking at things through a different colored lens. Interesting, right? 
Having an open mind is allowing new beliefs to come into your mind and actually taking time to contemplate and process them. Then choose if you're going to keep them or not. Your mindset is critical to how you view your world and yourself, your present moment and your past, as well as the future. Your mindset determines what actions you take and what actions you don't take. When, which then can be expanded that your mindset determines your outcomes. How you think determines what you believe. What you believe determines how you feel and how you feel determines your actions and your actions determine your outcomes. So now that I had learned this, I realized that in order to have the life I wanted, I had to open my mind up to different possibilities and change the lens and the glasses I was wearing because what I was seeing at that point was pretty fucking gray. So where did I start? Well, first thing I did was go buy a new pair of gold rimmed aviators with, you guessed it, rose colored lenses. (laughs) So fucking cheesy. Anyways, I went back to some of those books I had read and implemented some of the some of the things in them. The first step, gratitude. Oprah had said that keeping a gratitude journal was pivotal to her success. It was time to take stock of what I had that I was grateful for. My husband may have abandoned our marriage, but I was pretty fucking grateful that he didn't abandon our children. I grew up without a father who wasn't present in my life. I knew the pain of my dad telling me he was coming to my grade eight graduation and then never arrived. No phone call, no excuses. He just didn't come. I was grateful that this wasn't going to be the reality for my kids. I was grateful that I had had that dark night of the soul moment in that pile of laundry when I realized that this was my opportunity to wipe the slate clean and choose differently. I was grateful that I had good people around me to support me through this shit as well. I got consistent at finding gratitude in the mundane things and in the, and in the amazing things that were happening. I started training my mind to work for me instead of against me. It wasn't about positive thinking. You know, the toxic positivity that we often hear about people say things like, well, just don't think about it. Stay positive or don't worry, be happy. Or my absolute fucking favorite. It could be worse. There's nothing worse than having people trying to tell you to put a positive spin on a shitty situation but I wanted to train my mind to have a more positive, rosier outlook. And I was beginning to believe that if I could be strategic and intentional about this journey, then I would be able to look at each hurdle presented to me during along the way and say, I can do this. I can accept this challenge and I will persevere until I receive the outcome that I want. One of my beliefs that I had early on in my separation was that I wasn't capable of being a single mom every other week. In my marriage, I was the person who got the kids off to school in the morning or daycare and then went to work. 
I did meal prep on the weekends so that my husband could just heat it up and serve it. And usually bath time and bedtime, we split. But then there was also housework, laundry, keeping them entertained, disciplining them, groceries, like all the things I was now responsible for. I honestly thought I wasn't going to be able to do it all because I used to have my husband doing these things with me. And those first few weeks with the kids, they weren't easy. But then I changed my lenses. I used the time before the kids came home on Sundays to set an intention for the week. I used the days before they came home to prepare my mindset and organize things in the home to make them more independent. And I asked for help. This was a gargantuan step for me. To be honest, I feel like asking for help is a fucking skill on its own, especially for moms. The social conditioning of being able to do it all and have it all and never need help is a belief that sat deeply within me. And in all honesty, I'm still not great at asking for help. It's something I'm working on. Anyways, as the weeks went on, life as a single mom did get easier and did get rosier with a different lens on it. Listen, as a mentor, I can talk with you about actions and habits until we're blue in the face, but you won't do shit about it if I haven't got you to have the kind of mindset that also says, hey, this is worth it. Hey, we can do something about this. If I can get you to be more optimistic and get you to take that dark lens off and put on a lighter one, I can start getting you to believe that it is worth it for you to try or thinking maybe that it will work. Maybe you should try this. That singular switch in your mindset motivates you and encourages you to take action because without action, your problems are not going away. Without action, your dreams aren't coming true. Without action, you aren't healing the shit that is bringing you pain. When you change your mindset, it doesn't make the challenges disappear. It changes your ability to face them. Your mind is super flexible and so easily programmed. Unfucking it is easier than you think, even if it makes your brain blow up trying to use the TV remote. So this is one of the first lessons I learned when I really started diving into the mind and how it works. Think back about when all you wanted was to get pregnant. And those first couple of months, you got your period and you were sad. But then you would go someplace and you would look around And it would seem like every other woman was pregnant or had a brand new baby and you just felt fucking defeated. Or you're coveting a new car and it is all you want. You've gone and test driven it and it's stuck in your head. You have to have this car. Then all of a sudden you're driving around and it is the only car you see everywhere. Everyone and their brother are driving the exact car you want. This phenomenon is your mind changing in real time. It is a filter in your brain paying attention to what it thinks you are excited or interested in. And here's the crazy thing. The pregnant women, the cars, 
whatever it is, they were always there all around you. You just didn't notice them. Why didn't you notice them? Because they weren't important to you. The fact that you suddenly see those things everywhere is proof that your brain wiring is changing in real time and your mind is trying to help you. Your mind is showing you that shiny car because it became important to you. Your mind has an operating system. It really does. It's called the reticular activating system. It's that system that pretty much creates an algorithm in your mind by noticing what it is that you are focused on and then bringing more of that exact thing into your awareness. You know, the exact same way that your phone picks up your conversations with your BFF about how you're thinking about selling your home and then every other post on your social feeds are from real estate agents or mortgage companies. Fascinating, right? So how can you use this reticular activating system to your advantage? Listen, your beliefs about yourself is a mindset. If you have a lot of self-doubt, you know, you criticize yourself, question yourself, hold yourself back. It's safe to say that you're probably looking through a fairly dark lens about yourself and at the same time, putting out an extreme amount of energy about doubting yourself. It's never just one thought. You probably do this all day long. Critical thoughts, hesitation, never speaking up, holding yourself back. All of that is energy that is programming that reticular activating system in your mind to then continue to show you more things to reinforce the self-doubt you have. You are showing your mind that doubting yourself is important. If you have self-doubt and you go to work, most likely you won't see the 10 things that you do in your day that you are doing right. You're going to obsess over that one thing you did wrong. And this is where your operating system starts to make things worse. When you doubt yourself, it shades your mindset towards self-doubt. And then your brain gets involved. So to connect this back to my story, what was happening to me was that I was filling my mind with more and more self-doubting thoughts. I was doubting that I was able to be a competent parent, a competent partner. I was even beginning to question if I was capable of making sound decisions for myself. So I began to be very intentional about looking for reasons to be proud. I started celebrating the small wins like getting everyone where they needed to be without any tears. I started reprogramming my operating system to see the positive. It doesn't happen overnight. It took time, intention, and focus. And this work, it's not linear. You don't do it and then it sticks forever. It's a practice. I recently had a season where I slid back into darker thinking. Mid-2021 to early 2022, those were some pretty dark fucking days. But I came back to my foundations of, of practicing gratitude and focusing on small positive things every single day. And now I've rebounded, probably higher than ever. I've got a new operating system installed now, and most days it runs flawlessly. 
And on the days it's having some glitches, well, I have people and practices in place to help smooth them out. That's a wrap on this episode. I hope you resonate with some or all of it. You may need to pop the lenses out of the glasses you are wearing and put in some that are a rosier shade. Shift your beliefs and practice gratitude and you will see things lighten up for you. If you need help doing that, connect with me on Instagram or via email. I'll make sure the links are in the show notes. Enjoy the rest of your day and go be fucking awesome.